Hello, everybody. Welcome to Arsenal X, the Xbox podcast here on the Boss Rush Network. I am your new old host, Corey Dierig, <laughs> and alongside me this week is the wise Wisconsinite, Mr. Jesse Douglas. Yeah, I, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit, but I, I you know, like we wanted to kind of re refigure things out and I'll, I'll be honest, like, I mean, you know, you've been listening for the last couple of weeks. I, I just, this, you know, the hosting stuff just was not coming natural to me. So yeah. I was like, you know what? I, I like, you know, Corey's been, you know, been doing it for a while and, and Stoy said like, he wouldn't mind doing it. Like he's been doing it for a while already. So like both of you, uh, you know, are, are pretty, are really good at, at what you do. And like, honestly, I just wanted the, the show to, to be better. And, and, you know, like if there's one thing I try to be, I try to be aware, self-aware. <laughs> and so I'm like, yeah, you know, and like I've even joked about it. I think on the show a couple of times, I'm like, I know I suck. <laughs> like just, you know, like it is what it is right now. But yeah, but yeah, so. And I've been wanting to come back to the show for a while. It's just like, I mean, you're a parent, you know, and like, Mm -hmm. you know, a couple weeks ago we dealt with a flood and then, you know, work has been crazy because like I'm going to have to work Saturdays now. And like, I don't know. I just, I've been trying to like, because I've been doing a lot, especially behind the scenes and stuff and, and moving some stuff around. And I'm finally to a point where like, I can be on this show. I'm taking a hiatus of, from Pow Block, uh, probably semi permanently, unless they really need someone. Uh, because you and I talked about it, and like Xbox has the biggest potential for mm-hmm. Boss Rush right now, right? Xbox is pretty much doing almost everything right. You know, I mean, we can talk about the Halo stuff later, but uh, for the most part, they're doing everything right, especially with. Uh, that whole Sony Horizon fiasco this week just is a newer example of, you know, the way that smart delivery just works. And Sony's kind of bungled that a couple times. And, uh, you know, not, I mean, they're doing what they think is best for them. And Xbox is doing what they think is best for them. I'm not trying to like throw Sony's on under the bus or anything, but like right now, Xbox is on a high. And I think, and, you know, we talked about it and we think that. Arsenal X has the biggest potential to grow as a brand here. I mean, we, it used to be like a really, uh, prominent part and it's kind of, I don't want to say it's gone downhill cause that's not right, but it's, it's kind of like faded into what boss rush's brand has been. You know, we talked about mm-hmm. how pal block has kind of really taken over everything to where boss rush is basically <laughs> a Nintendo site now with, aspects of playstation and xbox uh and we want to provide a we want to provide an xbox show that's on par with nintendo power block in terms of quality and branding and and segments and community interaction and appearance on the website and youtube channel and podcast numbers and stuff so um Jesse and I and Stoy, who is not here, he's he's what he's working or something. He's out of town, uh, but yeah. he'll be back next week. We want to build an Xbox podcast that we all are not only proud of, but also 
we can take it to the next level. We can do interesting things with Xbox. Uh, and I, I miss this show. I do. I, mm-hmm. I've been trying to limit myself to two shows a week and for a while it's been pow block, but, um, you know, just Ed taking over hosting and Jacob doing a great job with the live shows. And, uh, we're going to bring this back as a live show starting next week. Uh, it was going to be this week, but my OBS stuff is just like, it's freaking out on me. Like if I try to stream and record at the same time, it just like, it'll chug, it'll drop frames on the stream and then it'll just crash my system. And I don't know what happened. Uh, so I'm going to kind of reestablish everything. Um, but yeah, next week we're going to start live shows on Sunday nights. And, uh, Jesse, uh, is Jesse's not going anywhere, guys. He's just, uh, no, he, he just, you know, we're just going to make it work. We're going to make it happen. We're going to do the things that we normally do. We used to do and what we're going to do moving forward. Uh, do we kind of want to talk about the format of the show? It's not really changing all that much. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, like, I know, like, we had kind of talked, and I was trying to do it. I just, again, like, I, you know, like, being in the host position, I just not used to it enough to really be able to plan things and do it properly. But, like, I wanted, I was trying to get it to a point of where we could have it where, you know, like, some segments, like, I could say, hey, you know, like, this is this and this topic or whatever and then you know go over it so it's like yeah Corey or stoy or whoever is starting off the show but we still all can like bring like our interests to the show or you know like you know if we if there's something that i'm really really passionate about or there's something that you Corey, are super passionate about that's in the news or stoy is you know like Stoy's passionate about and we do want to like he does want to try to continue his his game pass stuff on here where he Mm -hmm. you know will be the the basically the audio version of what he he does a lot of time in the in his writing stuff uh for our xbox uh writing section where he you know puts a list of game pass games that are coming or have come to game pass um, so we like I you know and I was like again I wanted to go that way but I wasn't really quite doing it correctly but I wanted it to feel more like a joint effort and not like just because someone is starting off the show like they're not completely in charge of having to do everything right like yeah we all, I mean all, you know if, we all have jobs we all can't be watching every little thing that's happening in the news yeah you know so, like, so. for a little behind the scenes of what we've been doing with nintendo power block we have a we have a, a chat where we just kind of like talk about things and how we want to approach things for the episode and then and then nintendo power block has a separate a separate group chat it's mostly ed's fault let's be honest uh <laughs> where everything, all the news stories that happen in a week, we post it in the separate group chat. We're not allowed to comment on it. We're not allowed to, you know, kind of whatever. This It's literally just a chat for Nintendo Power Block news, right? And so, mm-hmm. you know, Ed hosts the show. We usually have somebody else do a uh, Game Fact Advance is what we call it, where, you know, you, you they talk about 
whatever you know some fact about Nintendo that that week David is in charge of distributing the news and kind of carrying the conversation with the news that week and then uh Doctor Mode is obviously the big topic for the show uh that's kind of how the behind the scenes of that we're going to try to mimic that a little bit where I mean, we're not going to have a sep- separate group chat for just news stories because I don't think we need that, right? But no, uh, if there's a news story that we think is important, we're going to put it, drop it in our chat, and then yeah. we'll add it to the doc and whatever. <coughs> but we we like I've always told Jesse that Arsenal X has the coolest music, has the coolest intro. I think it has the coolest design aesthetic of any of the boss rush shows. I just think it's like the, the show is what we need to like, we need to bring it up to the level of like the music for the show. It's just, it's, we need to find its identity and, you know, and it's, and it's difficult when it's constantly, you know, like for the past, you know, year or two, it's been kind of changing, you know, like, you know hosts the only and, thing consistent and, about the show is that it changes all the time and yeah. we need to stop that you know i mean like yeah yeah i used to host the show like for a while we had it was you me and ed and then it was you and me and uh you know we had some guests and then it was you me josh and and joe and then uh it was you and ed and then it was me and you and then it was you and Stoy and me when I could make it and then Edwin he could make it and now we just we just have to stop that yeah and I hope that this kind of consistency it's 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 almost like an Arsenal X reboot but it's it's not you know what I mean we're just kind of we've we've been talking for a couple weeks in our group chat of like okay finding the identity of the show building the show moving the show at a consistent pace these are the things we need to do to make arsenal x a a great xbox podcast and i think we can do that i mean we had it we did it before i think we can do it again you know so yeah uh yeah that's uh and i mean i mean i'm sure you know at times like it is kind of fun having different people but when you get used to you know, like when you get used to something or you want to get used to knowing the people on it, like, mm-hmm. you know, and then things change. Not not everyone's going to really, you know, enjoy it at first. And so, yeah, like, you know, like, I mean, just listening to Giant Bomb and things like that that have dramatically changed. Mm-hmm. It's just not the same anymore. And so, like, like, you know, we get it. Like, uh, we want to try to keep like a, a consistent group and you know and have still have people come on and you know and occasionally if uh, someone wants to be a fourth or fifth seat or whatever you know like down mm-hmm. the line but but have that core you know consistency of of a you know hosts and co-hosts and mm-hmm. and stuff like that you know yeah and it's not it's not like we're saying if one of us can't make it one week you know the yeah. other two can't do the show but like we want to nail down the consistency. The consistency. We want to nail down the, uh, you know, consistency breeds success, right? You look at Pow Block. Mm-hmm. You look at Crossroads. You look at Tower Casuals. You look at Celeste interviews. I mean, there's there's very little change to those shows, right? And they're mm-hmm. all pretty successful. So, and mm-hmm. that's where you know, and and you know, it's 
partially my fault for leaving and coming back and schedules and everything. And I understand that. And, you know, I apologize to you a couple times over the last couple of weeks. And I've apologized to the audience for not being consistent, but, um, and I've said though, like it's, you know, the thing is, is it, there's still life that, that happens. And so like, you know, I completely understand cause there's, there's never been any malice or any kind of ill intent behind it. So like, yeah. you, you know, like you truly don't really have to apologize. I mean, I know, you, do, I just, you know, we do what we got to do. I've, I, I feel mean, like I have to though, you know, cause we've been, we've been friends and doing this show for a long time and, and yeah, it's still, yeah. Like, I mean, you know. Yeah, it's it's been difficult, like especially now not being on on the Boss Rush show anymore. I don't really get to talk to anyone. Yeah, so, which well, sucks, no, but... nobody's been on the Boss Rush podcast because we've been. Laurent and I have been t- discussing behind the scenes of like, well, how do we do this now? Because like, everyone's so busy. I don't want to do more than two shows a week because of yeah. life and work, and hopefully this new job will open some stuff up, and you know, uh, yeah whatever but um yeah i don't know we're still trying to figure that out because uh after episode 100 we did a couple episodes that people did not like apparently so we have we are really trying to rework that show and get deliver another you know consistent experience so okay uh but yeah Yeah, i mean we'll we'll figure all that out it's it's uh you know, everybody's always learning, always trying something new. And I think there's a point, there's a point where tr- keep, when you keep changing things and keep altering things and keep you know, tweaking things, there's just a point where you just have to stop and like, let it go for a while. And then if somebody brings something up, you say, okay, maybe I'll tweak this a little bit and then we'll move forward. Mm-hmm. But I have a terrible, terrible, <laughs> Uh, habit of tweaking and changing things because I can all I always see something I'm like that could be a little bit better you know mm-hmm. it's, it's terrible <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm the opposite I'm just not I'm not really much of a planner like my entire life like I it's funny because I sometimes I struggle with uh doing stuff with my friends because like my my friends a lot of times even though they don't have kids or whatever they'll be like okay you know we we're gonna do something this day and this day and we gotta have this all planned out and i'm just like dude like you tell me you want to do something that day i'll 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 figure something out you know like Mm -hmm. i've just never been a planner so it's it's really and again you know it kind of comes back to the the whole hosting change too is like you know that's the thing i just i have a really hard time like trying to plan things because then i just get too in my head about it and i and i stress myself out over things trying to do do something in a way that i'm just not used to doing yeah (laughs) so you know like it it is what it is and like i you know like i uh, we we've talked to i talked with you know stoy about this obviously as well about about everything and and i said you know like i I don't take anything personal. I, you know, like I'm sure people did not like me being host like, and, and I, I get it. Like I said, I understand. Um, and you know, like 
I didn't change because those people didn't like it. I just, in general, I want the show to be better. And, and I know, like I said, <laughs> that I was not, not really that good at doing that position, but I did enjoy getting the, you know, the notes and stuff together doing, you know, doing parts of like looking through the news and stuff, but yeah, when it came to actually doing it and you know, like that's, that's the part that I just was not, not really doing, you know, wasn't coming natural to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you did a good job. I, I, you know, I talked to Stoy and then I talked to both of you. I think Stoy's been a strong addition to the show. You know, yeah. I think I think it really ha- he really has been. And I think the three of us will make a good show, you know, and we'll bring guests on when we want to. If people want to come on, you know, we can we can bring them on. I know Pat's been on one or two times from EXP cast and uh mm-hmm. I know Ed's filled in a couple times, so you know, we we'll we'll bring people on as needed for guest spot or fill a third chair, but uh yeah, so here's here's Arsenal X moving forward. We're going <clears> to <throat> do our pre-show banter like we always do, you know, waste the first 10 or 15 minutes just BSing about crap. Uh we're going <laughs> to do a little bit of housekeeping and then we're going to jump in, we're going to do a uh, jump into what we've been playing and then we'll do this week's news and then uh we'll go into pass it on, which is the game pass uh what's coming, what's leaving. Uh, and then I think we're we're all going to have a Game Pass pick of the week, so we're going to try to at least play one thing on Game Pass to kind of give a shout-out to. And then we'll do a, a big topic at the end or questions, or we'll incorporate questions in with the news topics or whatever, and you know, then we'll get out of here. Um, I kind of want to build this into a pot, like the podcast that we listen to. You know, like I, mm-hmm. I listen to Giant Bomb and and Sacred Symbols a lot, and those are two really long form podcasts. I don't mind if the shows are long. You know, I, mm-hmm. I mean, as long as I'm in bed by like you know midnight. <laughs> That's, but you know, we start recording at eight thirty my time. I don't think, I don't think a ninety minute or two hour show is out of the question. You know, I don't, yeah. I don't mind if it goes that long. Mm-hmm. Uh. I know maybe I am in the minority, maybe we are in the minority, but we both have jobs where podcasts are like lifesavers and the longer they are, <laughs> the, yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, and I like, I straight up just have a Bluetooth speaker that I prop up in the, there's a little corner in the back part of my shower where I can put it, even like when I'm taking a shower, I could prop my my Bluetooth speaker up there and blast it and listen to podcasts while I'm taking a shower while I'm doing whatever. So like I, I carry that Bluetooth speaker around with me a lot listening to stuff. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> I, I've been working at our warehouse the last week or so. Cause somebody is uh, somebody at our job is quitting who used to go up there and, you know, put the warehouse stuff away. And now I get to do that. And let me tell you, a two to three hour podcast up there is really nice in the mornings because I, I, what I do, I'll go into work at five thirty and scan in all of our our uh, inventory, and then after after I scan it in, I'll take the stuff that goes to our warehouse up to the warehouse and put it away. And let me tell you, if I can, if I have like a three hour podcast to listen to, I'm like, thank God, just thank God. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it definitely it definitely helps because I've been at jobs where I couldn't because I was listening to the radio before I started getting into podcasting. I would listen to the the radio show that I like and 
and uh, whenever I could, and it, I always hated it when I would go to places or had to clean at places where I wasn't able to have headphones because yeah. it sucked. Yeah. And those were always the worst. Those were always the places that I had to work 12-hour shifts, yeah. and I couldn't listen to a damn thing that whole time, and it sucked. Yeah, that I, <laughs> yeah, I hate not being able to listen to stuff. Um, so, but yeah, that's this is uh, this is Arsenal X moving forward. What episode is this? I don't even know what episode this is. I think it's like one fifty-three. I guess I could just go to our YouTube channel and look it up. YouTube.com slash Bosch Social Network. Like, or is it 154? It's 153. Oh, okay. I was right. So. I, sh- I should know. I, I added it. <laughs> <laughs> I should know. I was, That's I was the thing, right. too. Are you, Do you want to still edit it, or do you want me to do it? I mean, it, the, I enjoy doing it. Okay. The only thing is, is I know there are some things I and we we can talk about it later um but yeah i i don't mind editing it at all because i actually i you know i i like that i'm being able to do stuff like that again that i used to do like i i've even you know here i need to get some stuff for it but i want to i want to start like just randomly recording like and making little video clip things that i could you know even just share is just random stuff on our youtube or whatever you know like just fun things goofy things whatever yeah all right well yeah we can talk about it after i don't i don't i don't care that you edit it i'm perfectly mm-hmm. honest since i'm still editing power block and the interviews yeah. and tower casuals so i mean that would it's a huge help if it, you yeah. want to continue doing that i don't mind doing it though uh, yeah i mean they, i wanted to get a computer so i could help and <laughs> you know like yeah so I mean, my computer works perfectly fine for editing. It doesn't take too long at all. So, yeah, I've gotten used to it. So, okay, well, we'll uh, we'll save the housekeeping for next week. We're gonna well, let's just jump into to what we've been playing, Jesse. What what have you been playing? I know you said you've been watching a lot, but what are you playing? Yeah, so I I uh, I jumped into. Um, art of the rally a little bit um there's a couple of things i've been playing but but yeah like i so like i jumped into that and i played it and i wasn't quite sure how i felt about it at first and i think it was just kind of like i uh, you know and i we talked about this a little bit before the show but i have days where i just like certain things just have to I have to be in the mood for playing games in general or just certain kinds of games. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I think it just happened that the first time I jumped into Art of Rally, I just wasn't feeling that, that I wasn't into that kind of game. That wasn't what I needed to be playing that day. Um, so I didn't really have any, you know, good or bad about it. But I jumped back into it uh, yesterday and I was playing it and I did a, a, a bunch of the levels and i really like that game i'm really bad at it (laughs) and i still need to i still need to figure out how to um you know do the drifting around corners without sliding off the road like yeah i'm not good at it but i'm having fun trying to get better at it and i do just really like the the simplicity of that game and it's like 
it bring like part of it brings me back to the days of when I loved playing, you know, RC Pro Am and stuff like that, where it's more of a almost top down like kind of view almost or like a drone kind of view. But um yeah, like it's but with this it's kind of a really cool art style and and just you know, looks very simplistic, you know, at at the first glance. But but when you play it, like it's very, very mechanically it's very, very difficult and realistic as far as like drifting and stuff goes. Like you you really need to make sure that you're turning and you're braking and you know, throwing yourself into those drifts just right or otherwise you'll just lose control in it and you know, and, and you'll have to, you know, start over. They put you, re-put you back on the track. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, I just love, like, the peaceful, quiet, kind of chill music that's just playing in the background while you're playing. It's just a really good game for, like, when you just want to sit and relax and, and not really have to think too much, but still kind of have something that's a little challenging. Um, it's definitely been good for that. Um, and especially coming off of the other thing that I played, I, I ended up finishing, uh, the, the Wolfenstein, uh, was it new order? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like after that, like, you know, crazy, like guns shooting everywhere and stuff, like going to art or rally, it's like the complete opposite. It's just a nice relaxing calm soothing game um after coming off of that but but yeah like that that was in the other game that i was playing was yeah it was that and uh i i did i did finally finish it so like when i first started the wolfenstein new order i think it was like shortly after it came out that i got it and i i played it a little bit and for whatever reason i just was not feeling it Mm-hmm. that day and i just kind of set it aside and i never really went back to it um until recently and yeah and then i i picked it back up from where i left off kind of remember what i you know what had happened uh and just like instantly fell in love with it and then i was just ready to just keep you know grinding at it until i finished it and and I really did enjoy enjoy that game a lot, and like the story and stuff was really good. So um, now I'm gonna jump here. I'm thinking I think I'm going to play the the expansion like standalone game that came out after it, and then go to two. But I'm not sure. I, I guess I don't know how. Uh, the how, old blood. You're talking about the old yeah, blood, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think that's. I don't think it's more of like a an interstitial story more than just like a, I really, I, I really don't know. Cause I don't, I never finished the first game, so I don't really know how it ends. Uh, so I can't really tell you, but I, I think that for, I think that I'm pretty sure the old blood is just a kind of series of levels. And I know that there's a lot of secret old Wolfenstein levels in there that you can play through. So there's that, I guess. I don't know. I heard it's okay, but I don't think you're missing anything if you just move on to two. Okay. I know yeah, that maybe I, might I know that, that Young Blood and the the DLC for two are very story heavy, but I don't know if Old Blood is. Okay. 
I guess I could look it up. We are sitting in front of machines that tell us everything if we want to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you know, like so that yeah, that's kind of been my plan. And then I and then I've also been playing Splitgate. Um, I just uh, kind of been wanting, you know, looking for something here before uh, Battlefield and and uh, um, and Halo come out here. I'm just really. I'm I'm so ready right now for some good multiplayer game like online multiplayer you know first person shooter games I'm because uh, I'm I'm just I'm getting really sick of 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 uh, Fortnite really being the only thing that I have you know lately to go to so I'm I'm really looking forward to Battlefield and and Halo and stuff but but yeah Splitgate I've been jumping into occasionally. You're muted. Oh, sorry. There's there's fireworks going on at, at our house. Huh. Our house started shaking. I'm like, what is that? What is happening? And it's the city's like bicentennial whatever celebration. Oh, and it's and like I'm just like, oh my god, stop! Do you hear that? <laughs> yeah, I can hear it. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! If my kids wake up, I'm gonna be really upset. Uh Speaking of, I need to move my daughter to her bed soon. But, uh, yeah, I I played a little bit of Splitgate a couple weeks ago, actually, and it's it's fun. It's fine. You know, I I, yeah. I mean, I play a lot of Halo and Destiny, and I feel like I would much rather be – I would just pl- rather play those games. You know, I feel like – I feel like Splitgate is a good game for people who are kind of tired of the Master Chief Collection – and want something a little bit different, but also a little bit familiar, which is exactly what it feels like. It feels like it feels like Halo Three kind of slowed down a little bit, but with portals, right? And the portal stuff is is cool, but also every time we went to play, nobody really used the portals, so it was like, yeah. Also, all of the skins are hideous. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That that's the one thing is it really it really needs some polish. And you know, and I, and that will come in time, I think. But, but yeah, I, yeah, yeah, there is, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, there, mm, it's, it's a choice they made it. It's fine. Uh, it's, yeah. I mean, it's an interesting concept. I wonder how long that game will survive because of Halo being free on two platforms now, three platforms technically. Yeah. I'm moving my camera. I don't. I hate. I hate that. This angled look is not working for me, so <laughs> sorry for all this crap in the background. But it's my, it's, I'm just gonna have to deal with it. So yeah, yeah the the one the one thing that I do love though about it is yeah like I I do I use the shit out of the, the portals. Yeah, I know. used them too. I'm like, this is cool. Like you can totally just like sneak up on somebody or whatever, and it's just like no. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just love like running, like having someone knowing someone is right behind me, and and I'll I'll bait them so they'll you know I'll have want them to chase me on purpose because I had pre- already put a portal up on the wall, you know, to the left of where they're running, and I shoot one in front of me, and then I come out right behind them and I just murder them, and it feels so good when when it when you pull it off like uh. Yeah, it's it's so good. Yeah, 
By the way, the first like ten games I played of that game, I wrecked everyone. Yeah. I I mean I know that people are saying that that's kind of how it goes, but I felt like I was the greatest split gate player ever to play the game, and I played like ten matches. I'm like, huh? I don't I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and well, like, because in the beginning, yeah, I feel like you're going up against people who are, like, when it's, you know, like, it's kind of lawless, like, there's no, there's no rank or no, nothing to go by, so you're just going against people who are just starting out, like you, but, you know, if you're, if you have any, you know, like, you've played Halo or whatever, a lot of that, that translates over Mm -hmm. um you know like your skill in halo because like yeah like i was watching some videos of of people and there was one of my matches i went like i went like almost 30 and and zero like i i I killed 30 people and died zero times like i got i forget what it was what what it was called but there is a the the you know how they have the the voice that comes on and talks about the different names of the mm-hmm. I, I forget what they're called but I I got the one after the like killtacular or whatever it's called I don't mm-hmm. remember what they call it but but yeah I was like holy crap <laughs> I looked at my score at the end and I'm like dang because <laughs> what I was doing is is this one there's this one map where there's these tubes that are going around the top of the outside of the map. Yeah. And then in the middle, it's all, um, like, uh, it almost looks like a paintball, uh, map or something like that. Yeah. And what I was doing is I would just keep running around that outside and I would get the SMG Mm -hmm. and kept on, kept on refilling it. And if you go up against someone with that SMG, they there is no way they're gonna win unless you you unless they have a smg as well because that thing is just like if you get good shots with this shoots so fast yeah you just don't have a chance and that's that's how i ended up doing it i was just murdering everyone where i kept on i kept on doing the loop and i could just keep on refilling the ammo on my the submachine gun and just no one stood a chance against me yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but but yeah that's that's pretty much what what i've been playing though yeah uh split gate is cool i would i don't know it's fun to play with friends i don't know if i would recommend it to just like anyone you know i mean i guess the biggest draw is for people on playstation who don't have access to halo that would be where mm-hmm. you would play it i guess uh yeah but other than that i i don't know it's i mean it's fun you know if friends yeah. wanted to play it i'll play it but I'm, it's not like my, it's not going to be my first choice especially yeah. with, especially with halo infinite co- uh coming out and how great the the test flight felt and everything like yeah yeah because so you got to actually play it right yeah i played the test flight a couple weeks ago and i gotta tell you man it felt really good it felt like it felt like the best parts of Halo 3 and 4 mixed together, to be honest. Yeah. It was slower than Halo 5. Okay. Uh, definitely a lot slower. There's no dash the way that Halo 5 has, uh, which I actually really missed. I actually really liked the dash mechanic, uh, but I know a lot of people didn't. A lot of people have a lot of bad things to say about Halo 5. Uh, the only thing I have bad to say about Halo 5 is the story. I still don't know what's happening. 
the gameplay was fun. I thought the gameplay was fun. Uh, what I liked a lot about it, which we're going to actually talk about it in our first story, they got a lot of feedback with the test flight. Um, I liked the way the guns felt. Um, they definitely felt uh, like they took a lot of time to make sure that they felt right. Um, they feel like evolutions of guns from Halo 2 and 3 instead of like kind of overhauls that they did in 4 and 5, uh, which I think is what a lot of people want. The battle rifle feels great. The sounds of the guns sound great. Uh, definitely, they, It definitely feels like they played a lot of Halo 2 and 3 to make these guns feel right. Mm-hmm. Um, so armor abilities are back, which are cool. Uh, the bots teabag you when they kill you, which is funny. Uh, the two, I think we played two maps. Uh, there was one, there's a map that was outside, which was, it was fine, but there was definitely a map <clears throat> inside, which was, which was a really, really cool map. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It felt like this is going to be the, the one of the Halo Infinite maps we point out. This is an instant classic map. It had a lot of Titanfall vibes to it, honestly, like okay. just the way it looked and, uh, just the way like the interiors felt and like it felt like you could go outside and you could call your titan down and start playing titanfall that's what the map felt like uh Mm. a lot of verticality in these maps uh so it was really fun I, i i really enjoyed it i feel like i still feel like destiny is going to be my go-to in terms of shooters but halo is going to be the alternate it's going to be a good alternate uh, for me, I'm 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 really excited for Halo Infinite. I'm a little bummed that co-op campaign is not going to be there at launch, but <clears throat> other than that, Halo Infinite I feel like is going to be if the campaign is good and they nail the multiplayer, I think Halo Infinite is going to be all right. I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be fine. I like the battle pass. The battle pass stuff feels good. Uh, I hope that they change the. Uh, the only way to progress is to do the challenges. I do hope that they change that because, like, as much as I like doing bounties and stuff in, in Destiny or, like, you know, I know Fortnite has those challenges on their battle pass. It's just, like, sometimes sometimes people just aren't good enough to do them. You know, they're just not... I know I'm not good enough to do some of them, and I'm just like, well, I guess I'll pass on that. I guess I'm not progressing this week because of this whatever. Um so yeah i mean i think i think as long as they make the things that you have to do reasonable like you know get get you know five headshots or something you know like you know once you've gotten the five headshots then boom there's you know there's your big chunk of xp that will upgrade your you know your battle pass or whatever you know like if i think if they 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 have all that stuff kind of built into the game already that tracks, you know, it tracks like how many, you know, like uh, after death kills you got and, and how many, you know, this and how many that you've gotten throughout your entire, you know, pl- playthroughs of online stuff. So like all they essentially need to do is break those into small objectives of like you need to get so many of this and then it'll pop the you know the the big upgrade to your you know your level of your 
game, you know, your battle pass. And I think as long as they do that, like, cause that's kind of somewhat what, what, you know, bat, uh, not battlefield, but that's what Fortnite kind of does is they just, they just have like simplistic things like that, that, um, will get you the XP to upgrade your, your battle pass. But then they'll have like some things that take a little bit more trial to get that will give you bigger chunks of XP towards your your battle pass, you know. But those, a lot of that is optional, and you know it will just make things go quicker. But you know, like it's not like you're benefiting in any way that's like pay to play or anything like that. But it's just you're getting. You know, you're getting more for, for you know, more for what you what you're doing, but I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing is we like once we find find more out about like how they're gonna do that. As long as they do it like in an easy way like that, I don't think it should be that big of a deal. But yeah, but yeah, you're not gonna. I like I don't want them to do like. You know, like, hey, if you, you gotta get twenty kills in a row without dying, <laughs> you know, like, there's just, there's just not gonna be people who are gonna be able to, you know, majority of people, it's gonna really be something that would be hard for them to do. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, so I hope they change some of this stuff, but overall, like, Halo is Halo. I just want to play, and if I do some of the challenges, great. If not, whatever. I'm, I'm not. I mean, I could be invested if, if this is fun. Like, if they come out and say, hey, this is super awesome. Here's everything that you've ever wanted in a shooter. I'm like, okay, cool, great. Let's do it. Uh, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I still feel like... I feel like it need. I I don't know what Halo needs. It just feels like it needs more to draw me in, even though I'll be in, but I won't be, like, 100% in, you know, which is... Mm-hmm. Which I don't think is a bad thing, because, like, Game Pass has hundreds of games at this point that like maybe i don't want to be 100 percent sucked in maybe i'm going to want to try out forza maybe i'll get sucked into forza this year and just drive around and whatever but mm-hmm. uh but other than that i've played a lot of psychonauts 2 lately i played the first problem well i've played about three and a half hours but i don't know how far i am i think the game's only about 11 hours but i've been doing a lot of like roaming around and scrounging for stuff instead of just like moving through the campaign or the story or whatever it's fun i think it's really charming i think the art style is cool i i i always liked that first game uh definitely has the double fine aesthetic to it definitely the characters are the best part of the game. The platforming is really fun. I think I think it's really cool that they are like, hey, we have segments that focus on platforming, and then we have segments that will focus on combat, and then we'll move on to more platforming instead of like trying to mix it all together. You know, now granted, there are parts where like, oh, there's bad guys in the platforms, and you have to like kill them before you move on or whatever. But like. There's not a lot of that. It's not like a Mario game where, like, oh, if I don't kill this Goomba when I land on this platform because it's only one block, I'm going to get hit and die or whatever. Uh, it's more of like, okay, well, I see that guy's on that platform. Maybe I can use my telekinesis power to throw this rock at him and knock him off or whatever so I can jump there safely or whatever. So it's 
it's cool. It's a it's a pretty big puzzle. I would say almost categorize it as a puzzle platformer because there's so many different puzzles that you have to solve and it's really fun. I'm I'm really enjoying it. I'm hoping to be done with it by next weekend. Um because I'm going to try to edit some stuff together and make maybe a small video review maybe hopefully at <laughs> some point. Uh, <laughs> but the big thing I've been playing which is what I'm always playing when I'm playing games is Destiny. Season of the Lost started. It's a uh, gosh, man. It's Destiny is becoming <laughs> it's becoming an overwhelming uh game to participate in and it's almost like they don't care about getting new players anymore because of how much stuff they're always changing and bringing in and uh i mean a couple um two weeks ago maybe we talked about it on tower casuals where like they're going full rpg when the witch queen comes out they're revamping all the subclasses to have more customization uh, they're bringing in we- uh, weapon crafting and uh, a ton of changes to everything. It's just like it's going to be almost be a totally different game at this point. And uh, I've just I've just been playing a lot of it just to like <laughs> just grind and, and get everything ready and masterwork stuff and be prepared for this giant change coming in February. And uh, I'm also really excited for the 30th anniversary uh event that's coming uh they're adding a new dungeon all of their 30th anniversary ornaments are halo themed marathon themed they're it's just they're really cool it's it's really cool uh so i can't wait for that and uh yeah i'm just having fun season of the lost is going to be seven months long at this point uh (laughs) which is i mean they delayed the witch queen by three or four months so they had to do something in this 30th anniversary event and destiny is probably going to be cool they're bringing back galahorn which i'm excited uh which was like the crazy destiny one rocket launcher that everybody had to have and uh uh, it's infamous if you played year one destiny one it's just you wanted to raid you had to have galahorn if you didn't have it good luck uh type situation yeah uh but yeah, that's kind of all I've been playing. It's kind of, it's kind of, it. it's it's really just been Destiny all the time, and then like once once a week I'll pop Psychonauts on to try to record some of it. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of it, Jesse. That's all I've been playing. It's been fun though. Nice. I've, I've actually been playing games, which is a change for me. Yeah. Recently. Yeah. So. Yeah, which is which is always a, a good thing. Yeah. I, I know, like not, yeah. I know all the all the stuff up to the the latest stuff has been added to game the game pass version, right? Like essentially all the the stuff for Destiny, two, except for the new stuff that's gonna be coming out or whatever, right? Uh, every all the major expansions are on Game Pass. The season the season passes are not on Game Pass. So okay, like if you want to play the season of the lost stuff you can't play it unless you spend the extra ten dollars the beyond light campaigns there there's a lot of stuff for beyond light there but like it's it's weird because it's like it's almost like this umbrella thing where like beyond light is the expansion but then there's like four separate seasons within beyond light that are 10 bucks a piece if you want to play them 
Okay. Uh, Which, I mean, if you have Game Pass and you're not paying the $30 for those, you know, expansions every every year or whatever, I mean, you know, the $10 for a thing or whatever, you know, and I think that's how they see it. You know, that's how they see the the business model of that is, hey, you know, like a lot of people that are playing this are probably playing on Game Pass. So if we charge the $10 for this, it's, you know, it's not going to be as big of a deal for the people who have Game Pass because yeah, they got everything else for free already. Yeah, but. and and those expansions will remain on Game Pass for a while, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Witch Queen, as of right now, is not coming to Game Pass. Okay. So, you know, if you want to get in, this is the time to get in. Uh, I would start at Forsaken just for the story beats. Uh I mean, the campaigns aren't very long. They're probably about five to eight hours a piece. The Shadowkeep campaign is not long at all. The Shadowkeep campaign is like three or four hours, maybe. Uh, the okay. Beyond Light campaign is a little bit longer. Uh, but, yeah, I would play the campaigns at least. Uh, and if you're enjoying yourself with the campaigns, I would buy the Season of the Lost stuff because uh, it's cool, though, because like if you if you bought all the seasons and you kind of sat out, they started something new this year where like the seasons don't end at the end of the season. So like you can, the season of the hunt was the first season in the beyond light campaign mm-hmm. or beyond light expansion. And like, usually, usually, uh, the last week of the season pass, like the season would expire and then it would move on to the next season. Mm-hmm. Well, when Season of the Chosen started, they left all the Season of the Hunt stuff in the game so you could play through it if you missed it. Now the season oh, okay. the season pass is gone, but the content is still there and you can still play it up until the Witch Queen comes out, which is oh, cool. Okay. So if you want to jump in, this is the time to jump in. You play through the Forsaken campaign, you play through the Shadowkeep campaign, you play through the Beyond Light campaign, and then you still have all four seasons to play through. Uh, nice of beyond light so that's cool but they will hmm. they will leave in february when the when the witch queen comes out okay um hmm. so but that's not, cool though. not to get too deep into destiny but that's <laughs> that's what i've been playing that's where i'm at now i still got to do the story stuff for this week it's it's so crazy because like <laughs> the way they've been doing the narrative in destiny is every week they release a story mission now Oh, like every week. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Just to keep players coming back and engaged and stuff. And it's crazy. It's so crazy. Dude, the story right now in Destiny is so crazy. And I'm just like looking stuff up on the internet to make sure I'm caught up in the right ways. Because there's, there's, is there so yeah. much? Because, like, you know, the biggest complaint with Destiny up until about, I would say, like a year, a year and a half ago is like, the lore is so fascinating, but it's you, you have always have to go outside the game to find the interesting stories. Mm-hmm. Well, starting with, I would say starting with Season of Arrivals last year with uh, Shadowkeep, which was the last season of Shadowkeep, the narrative really started coming around to being like, oh, gosh, these fireworks, man. How long are these fireworks? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. If you're hearing bombs in the background, my neighborhood might explode. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, but the narrative in, in Season of Arrivals and leading into Beyond Light, and then the narrative they're telling in Beyond Light, 
and the season the seasonal stuff has been unmatched to anything I've played recently in terms of campaign stuff and it's just like man if you did not follow the lore and you're like following the narrative now there's a lot of googling you're going to be doing of who are these characters like who's Evo Arath who's who's this guy why am I talking to him like why is this guy important why are we all of a sudden now friends with the fallen and why are they in the city now and you know what I mean like there's all kinds of like Oh, I remember shooting, murdering these guys a year ago. Why are we best friends now? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, man, man. And like, if you jumped out and you jump back in the season, you're like, why is Saint 14 alive? I thought he was dead. Well, you know, <laughs> two years ago, there was a, <laughs> there was a season where we went through the, uh, time portals on Mercury and ended up saving Saint 14 and now he's alive. So yeah, that's, that's crazy. But yeah, that, I mean, that's cool because you know like especially if you have a you know a podcast every week that talks about that game yeah. you you know you're going to have you know plenty to talk about that week yeah know, it's actually given us a better structure for that show where like for tower casuals we talk about we usually talk about the uh the twab this week at bungie it's their weekly blog that goes up saying telling about the sandbox changes or news or whatever it's really nice actually because we record on thursday yeah. nights and they drop it at they drop it at like 4 30 on thursdays so like okay. it gives us nice. a nice like kind of you know uh thing then we talk about the story stuff that's happening in the game and then we talk about the lore that's happening behind the story in the game so it's like giving us a really nice structure for the show to have a yeah. story beat every week uh <laughs> but man it is if you if you do not play like I know Bungie said they want you to go play other games and then come back to Destiny, but like it's very hard to not play Destiny every week now, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> man, I gotta tell you, uh, I'm loving it though. It's I. Yeah. I mean, as someone who's been playing that game since the that D, the Destiny One Alpha, yeah, and like has rarely taken any breaks from that game. It's uh, it's been an interesting time of like man there really is no time for breaks in this game anymore so. yeah well it definitely it definitely uh makes you uh proud that and glad that they kind of went off and did their own thing and broke away from activision and yeah it, you know because i mean a lot of this stuff i just don't know that they would be able to do things the way they're doing it yeah it's uh it definitely feels like with that original activision kind of contract that they did it really mm -hmm. feels like beyond light was going to be the start of destiny 3 and i don't think they wanted to reset everybody again you know yeah yeah and so season of arrivals really felt like because they they at when let me see they broke they broke up with activision about i want to say two years ago you know a little little bit over two years ago at this point but they're always working on content like eight to 12 months in advance to have it ready for the season right mm -hmm. it really feels like season of arrivals which was about a year after they broke up with activision was really the point where they're like we have a plan this is where the plan is starting and mm -hmm. they've really committed to it and i gotta give it to them 
I gotta, I gotta give it to him for really finding a flow and a, and a way to keep destiny interesting and fresh every season. Uh, every season has a new se- has a new, uh, seasonal event that they do every week, which is like, uh, this, this season it's the, uh, what is it called? The wayfinders compass, which is behind me on the TV. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> And it's just a six-person activity where you go in and, you, you know, you match make into this activity and it takes about 10 to 15 minutes and you grind for gear and it's it's a fun, fun time. You know, it's not and it's not ridiculously difficult. You know, it's, it's easy to get through 10, 15 minutes and you're in, you're out. You do the bounties, you get gear, you uh, level up your compass and you just move on, right? Like it's... It's a mm-hmm. fun activity to grind for stuff. And then, you know, all the regular stuff is in there, like strikes and crucible and gambit and, you know, bounties mm-hmm. on other planets and nightfalls and braids and all this other <laughs> stuff. Uh, oh, I forgot to talk about the most important thing I did in Destiny this week. So there's a dungeon, a three-player dungeon called Prophecy. And uh, me and my friend Mitch have been trying to do it for almost a year at this point because it dropped last november i think and uh, we have never done it and we finally found a third person this guy that i work with jeff uh and we played through prophecy dungeon for the first time this weekend let me tell you it was really fun and (laughs) it was it was really cool like the it felt like a small it felt like a small, easy raid, right? It's not okay. too complicated, but there's mechanics in there. There's like puzzles during battles that you have to kind of go through, right? And and uh, they were really cool puzzles. They were really like, they weren't difficult, but when you got them, you felt like, yeah, I did it. And then like, you're also battling enemies while, <laughs> while you're trying to solve these puzzles, <laughs> which is always fun. Uh, but yeah man the prophecy prophecy dungeon was cool we're gonna try to do the other two dungeons because we had never done the only dungeon i've ever done is pit of heresy and i've only done it one time and it was it was okay it was it was pretty hard like there's a section in there where these ogres are chasing you and you can't kill them and they're just kind of chasing you and you have to like go into these tunnels and get these keys and salt like it's just a kind of a nightmare but it just uh, feels like a runner game almost almost it's just like (laughs) oh my gosh these things are just gonna kill me and just get me out of here uh and then uh i forget what the other one is called but um but yeah i i like the dungeons a lot they're really fun to try to figure out and and uh if you have two other friends they're fun simple kind of like I guess you would say like pre-raid things. So like if you're not comfortable enough doing a raid, but you want to try one, the dungeons are kind of maybe the way to go at this point. Plus you get cool gear out of it. Uh, Do you? Okay. I got a cool sniper rifle. Got some cool armor. So nice. uh, is there like a, is it like a set that you get? Yeah. It's or the, tr- it, it's okay. the uh, what is it called? It's the, so there's an in-game activity called Trials of Osiris, which is a three-player PvP thing. Uh, but in Vanilla Destiny, there that event was called Trials of the Nine, and it was this really cool kind of futuristic-looking armor with these 
I don't know. You can look up the armor if you want. It's it it's really cool kind of sleek looking armor and weapons and stuff. Uh it used to the weapons in this dungeon used to be the uh escalation protocol weapons from Mars which was all like uh the based off like the war mine stuff for people who are following that it's it's like this uh ai war rasputin is the is the is the war mind from mars and it's all kind of based off that aesthetic so you can look that up but the coveted weapon was always the shotgun because it's just like it's just this big just ridiculously huge kind of powerful shotgun you shoot it it kills everything in one shot it's just ridiculous uh, which I got, by the way. It's a world drop now, so I don't have to do any hard activities. I just hope it drops from a from an engram and I can get it. Uh, but they switched it this season to the Trials of the Nine uh, set from Vanilla D1. So, oh, okay, uh, yeah, because I yeah, I know a lot of times the way they do things, it's usually like there's a set of something that you can get by playing that and Mm -hmm. you know and then just keep grinding it to get the set yeah so i mean we're gonna keep grinding it because there's there's a couple good weapons out of there like the hand cannon's really good the sidearm's really good the sniper's good if you get a get a good roll on it you know i mean they're going full rpg now so there's random rolls on all the weapons so you might get like (laughs) the coveted weapon but if you get the weapon and the roll sucks on it you might as well just trash it or you know infuse it into something else so uh yeah sorry i don't mean to bore people about destiny we do a whole show i just just uh i all we also i'll be honest i I was more for me because i've like i've fallen out of it not that i like wasn't interested in it but i've like you know like i just haven't haven't kept up on it really like with what's going on and stuff and i I I have listened to some of the episodes of your guys' show, but like I've literally got like fifty podcasts on on my podcast list. So like half the time I can't even I don't even have time to listen to yeah. the ones that I want to. Yeah, no, I <laughs> I delete podcasts a lot that I just like I don't have time to listen to this because I'm listening to something else and I would much rather listen to these shows in order and like this I have like in my podcast list I have like these are the shows that I'm definitely going to listen to it's like a tiered system where like and then this one's like okay if i finish my primary podcast these ones are up next and then there's like a third tier is like if i have time i'll get to them if not they're just just, they're just out (laughs) yeah i basically do the same thing Uh, (laughs) so but yeah i we also did vault of glass too which was the the original destiny one raid that they brought back this this expansion and uh i don't know a lot of people are like this is the best raid i'm like it's it's good it's not the it's not the best i still think king's fall is the best raid they've ever done which was the taken king raid uh but which will bring them back next year so i'm excited for that so in other words raids are gonna be like disney movies they'll just bring (laughs) bring them back well their goal their goal (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> their goal now what they said in the reveal event was they're going to have a they're going to have a raid or a dungeon release every 3 months and okay. so it's going to be like new raid new dungeon refresh raid refresh dungeon is what we're thinking although okay. there's not really any dungeons to refresh uh oh, yeah 
So like maybe we'll get new dungeons or a lot of us, a lot of people in the Destiny community think they're going to bring back uh, Crota's End, which was the second raid in Destiny 1 as a three-man dungeon instead of a six-man raid because it's really... People have soloed the raid. Like that's how easy it is. They're all easy, quote unquote. Uh, But we'll see. Uh, I'm excited that they're bringing back King's Fall. And uh, hopefully I will get to raid more in the future. But we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Jesse, we're like an hour into the show. We should probably talk about some of the news. That sounds good. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. Uh, So we talked about Halo earlier. 343 Industries reveals the key feedback from Halo Infinite's technical preview. Uh, this is from Pure Xbox. They had a really, really great breakdown of uh, the positive stuff that people, and then like the, they called it feedback, but this is probably the stuff that people didn't really like. Uh, so they there's, there's so much here. If you want to go through mm-hmm. it, all of it, you can, but I kind of want to talk about some of the, the standout stuff. Uh, ex, uh, accessibility. So, one of the things that they said was the friend or foe outlines, which was like the, uh, in halo, when you did uh team slayer or big team battle or whatever, you know how everybody, when you customize your Spartan, you can say, Oh, well I want like yellow armor or purple armor or whatever. Like, and you can kind of customize your Spartan that way. And mm-hmm. then when you went into team slayer or whatever, you would automatically be red or blue. Yeah. Uh, that changed in halo infinite uh yeah and what they did was kind of like the gears system where okay well if you're far away you're kind of highlighted like the enemy is kind of highlighted red or blue but when you get up close they're they're normal they're normal colors which i kind of found confusing a little bit because the maps were actually small enough to where that outline didn't really exist although that could have been like a menu setting that i never really toggled on or off but uh, a lot of people found that that was was really cool. So uh, mm-hmm. that was that was a big thing. Uh, some of the feedback was a desired auto sprint, which I don't know why you want an auto sprint. I don't really care to auto sprint because like that's just going to set you off on their radar faster. So yeah, I mean yeah, like that's yeah the radar the whole radar thing. It's different. Yeah, but I mean. Yeah, I guess it. I guess it all depends on how you want to play, but yeah, you know, and the, and I mean, you they should you know have an option if if people want to, you know, yeah, let people play how they want to play. That's yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to go through all these. I realize I just kind of mm-hmm. started listing things, but some. I just want to list some of the stuff that I found interesting. Everybody loved the music. Halo mm-hmm. music's always great, so I don't know why you would have any bad feedback on that um one of the things i thought was interesting though with the in-game audio is people want the needler's audio to sound more crystallized which is Hmm. uh i thought it just like i get it i think it i think it just sounded like when it the the rupture happens right because like the big thing with the needler is like it sticks in you and then it's like a time bomb and it explodes right Mm -hmm. it just sounded like glass breaking which i thought was fine okay. but i think maybe a more crystallized sound would be cool uh mm. another thing they wanted was like granular controls over in-game voice versus like personal ai versus 
Spartan chatter versus multiplayer announcer. I guess like what they sound like or changing the volumes of certain things or whatever. So um, yeah, yeah, I know. I know the one thing too, like that I that I had seen they kind of change and like uh, talked about was the radar. Um, how the radar works that it's more it's more like in halo two and three versus what it kind of was uh what it's more of the uh um what is i think it, it does more of the the like the radar thing goes out and then you can see where they are instead of it like just being constant or something like that i don't remember the exact but i i had seen they had changed they had already made some changes to the uh the radar or just you know like from from the the previous game and mm-hmm. made it more 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 like the original one was um because yeah people had said that they liked the the combat sensor like of the older games uh better mm-hmm. so they tried to make it more like that yeah uh one of the things i thought was really interesting was uh people really loved the personal ai settings uh Mm -hmm. because this is the first time you're going to be able to have a personal ai with you which is uh interesting i still don't really maybe i just wasn't paying attention but i really don't understand what the personal ai does really um people love having their own personal ai for the first time people love customizing their ai uh, they desire more customization options, uh, separate from voice, separate voice from the body, uh, more shapes, more voices, more colors, that kind of stuff. Desire to preview an a uh, personal AI's voice and personality in the lobby. Uh, I feel like you should just be able to do that in the menu. I don't think you need to be in a lobby to do that. Um, desire to increase the variety of their lines and desire to control how much the personal AI talks, including even turning them on or off if desired. So I thought I thought there's a lot of interesting feedback about the custom uh, about the personal AI. Yeah, I did so I, if I remember correctly, I think they kind of do callouts similar to like in call of duty you know like your character it's like technically you'll hear callouts from people playing on your team yeah but it's 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 just part of the ai doing it it's you know it's not it's not that person actually pushing a button to do that it's just to make it feel like you're in a squad of guys and you're you're communicating with each other mm-hmm. and i think i think that's what the ai ends up doing is it will call out things for you okay Say like hey like a you know a ghost incoming or something or you know or there's a tank you know incoming or you know just to kind of let you know about things that you may not find out you know for yourself like early soon enough to to react to how you want to handle going into an area i if i remember correctly that's what the ai does is it does like call outs and things like that yeah and kind of helps you maybe maybe it does maybe if like uh uh like a teammate isn't close enough maybe they do call outs or something because like i felt like i heard a lot of call outs from teammates but also like i kind of had the volume down low because i i was playing with people so uh, yeah, maybe I just wasn't paying attention because I was paying attention to the people I was playing with. 
So. Yeah, because like they'll say, you know, like a uh, weapon, you know, weapon drop incoming, and then like letting you know that that those pods with with uh, ammo and stuff are coming down in your area. I know, I know that for sure. That was one of the things I remember them kind of talking about when they were first kind of going over the AI, like in those videos uh, that that we've seen in the past. Is like your AI calling out that those those ammo refill drops and and weapon drops are coming in, so you know to look for them. Yeah, you know, because um, I yeah I remember like them focusing on some of that and the the AI with you know letting you know when those kind of environmental things were happening. Yeah, so which is you know is is good like you know if you if that. If you're really wanting to focus on other things and not worry about that and have a voice telling you when when you need to worry about those things, it, you know, it can be nice. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, a lot of people a lot of people had a lot of good things to say about the the HUD, uh, very streamlined. Uh, some things people wanted was to see access to a second grenade, like the second grenade type, which was something i noticed i was like huh this usually isn't a problem in halo but i sometimes i didn't even know if i had a second grenade picked up because it didn't really give that information to you so Mm -hmm. uh weapons a lot of people were pretty overall positive on the weapons except some people felt the hammer was too strong but too slow uh so that was some of the feedback for that i i highly recommend going to look at this if you're interested in it uh overall I had a pretty decent experience. I agree with some of this stuff. I agree. I disagree with some of it, but overall I think that there's a lot of good feedback and I wish, I wish more people would take this stuff seriously instead of like, you know, we're calling it a beta, but the game's out next week. You know, uh, what was the (laughs) game? What was the game that had the open beta? And then the game was out. Like they said, they announced the game went gold while the beta was going on. It's like that. Why would you do that? I think it was Back for Blood, actually. Was it okay? Yeah. I was gonna say it was it Anthem. <laughs> mm, well, <laughs> is Anthem still alive? Like, can you yeah. still play it? Yeah. Yeah, cause I I, there, I think I was, about I that game a lot. What I was listening to, but I remember someone saying that they were playing it. But yeah, I think about that game a lot. Yeah, there was so many great things about it. It just there, yeah, yeah. I I liked. I I I wish I would have kept playing that game, but man, just man. Now my son's crying. Man, there's just too many sounds today. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Uh, but you have, you have. I mean, I know you didn't really play the the technical test, but do you have anything you want to add to this before we move on? I'm just, I'm just excited to play something of it if I can get into this next flight. Yeah, that they they have coming. I think they, there's rumored to be this month. Yeah, it's you probably know, I, probably the next week or two. I'm sure. Yeah. So. I mean, when's Tokyo Game Show? I I forget when is the Tokyo Game Show. It's usually the first week of October, but I'm not sure when it is this year. It's usually okay. the first week of October. So. Part of me wonders if if it's gonna maybe come out around there. Yeah, but 
like we might get a like i don't know get a little something about halo and then you know like just say that hey there you know yeah but i don't know uh, yeah, I'm I'm just ready for it. That's all I know. Like I said, I'm ready for this and and battle the new battlefield. I'm I'm super excited about that game. Yeah, uh, yeah. Battlefield looks really interesting. I don't know if I'm gonna get it, but it definitely looks interesting. When it comes to Game Pass, I'll definitely try it out and play it with you. But yeah, uh, you know, I don't. Well, know. it's just it's just for me. Like I, you know, like them finally coming back to that modern stuff and. And then on top of that, like, I mean, they've always been, in my opinion, the better one. Like, I've always liked that you could change out your your loadouts while you're in a game and you didn't have to wait until that match was over to do it. You know, like you could always do it. But I love now that you can literally just like pull up each attachment and like it gives you the list of what attachments you have that you can change to on the fly while you're in the middle of, you know, running through the field. Right. Like I, I just love that. Like so, yeah. There's just a lot of things that there, that it's doing and that Halo is is doing that I'm I'm looking forward to to both of those games. So yeah, yeah. I'm just ready for it. I'm ready to play it. <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of shooters, our next story comes from Game Informer. Judge Dredd is coming to Call of Duty. Jesse, are you excited? Are you excited for this? <laughs> Uh, Call of Duty Season 5 continues to roll along with some substantial additions, additional content updates, and announcements with most landing uh, next week on September 9th. However, the biggest is clearly a new operator skin that lets players live the dream of becoming Judge Dredd and dispensing some uh, justice on the enemy. Uh, Now, if people are keeping up with, with Call of Duty at all, you know that what Rambo and John McClane are part of, mm-hmm. are part of it. Uh, I yeah. think they, there's even the character from saw in there at some point. Uh, Oh yeah. Right here. The next, the, literally the next yeah. paragraph, uh, the saw puppet. Yeah. So. And I, I know, I, I know I bought the, uh, the leather face. I have le- leather face. I'm one of the last call of duty games yeah. but i've i've dropped off of them because um i was really excited about that last the last one um and you know like it was the first one that was getting like a le- that would have legit like next gen like kind of patch to make it look better anyways you know like make it look 4k and and run run decent and all that stuff and like like every time I would play it, though, like I would have where sometimes the the uh, qu- the image quality of the game felt like it was only in like 720p when I was running it at 4K, and I was just having some really bad issues where where everything looked really 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 bad sometimes, and they were there was just a lot of issues in it like that whole time when i was trying to keep giving it a try it, they didn't fix it now i'm sure by by now i would i would hope they fixed those issues but i just kind of gave up on it because i was i like i don't i don't like their their new uh battle royale mode i i did at first but it it just started to get old really quickly and it just didn't have the fun you know 
fun goofy things that that uh blackout had uh and and uh and you know in black ops or whatever when they when they did that first that very first uh battle royal mode and yeah and it just was not for me um and so there really hasn't been a whole lot you know and to go to that for for me like i just kind of have fallen fallen out of it because they they've completely changed their focus and things and and stuff like that and it just it's just not for me anymore and you know and like i who knows maybe someday you know like and i not to get into this too much but you know like i was hearing a lot of people say like hey you know like i know all this stuff is going on with with you know activision you know blizzard stuff and all that but you know we still want to to support the people who are working on these games and you know and stuff like that and and i was like yeah you know you're right like you know these people aren't necessarily un you know the people who should be getting punished for this stuff because a lot of you know innocent people then would be getting punished but man then then you have it where like activision is trying to you know like now it looks like like trying to get rid of and shred files that you know and like hide stuff even more and and it's like man like i just don't know what to do anymore about any of it because it's just so nefarious and just so bad the lengths that that now you know, Activision being, you know, is doing to try to hide things. And it's just like, I just, and now I'm just stuck in a situation where I'm like, I don't know what to do at this point. I just kind of lost interest in anything that they have going on right now because I'm just so like, uh, just pissed at like what, what's, what kind of crap they're trying to pull, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I it's mean, unfortunate. I I really wanted to play. The, I'm more interested in like some of the campaign stuff than the multiplayer stuff at this point. Like, mm-hmm. I still really want to play the Modern Warfare campaign, which I haven't yeah. done yet. Uh, yeah, I just I'm not gonna lie, man. I've been so checked out of Call of Duty for so long. Like, I mean, the, the last time I played was like, I was like, okay, I guess I'll buy Black Ops. Th- to play <laughs> blackout with you and that was the last time i really played call of duty at all you know yeah and i bought it for that mode i didn't play any other mode i literally mm-hmm. just played it so we could play together uh, yeah and i don't know i've i've heard mixed things about warzone but it seems to be successful so yeah i mean like ever literally it's like the only thing people stream it's either that or you know or whatever like i mean whenever i see people playing you know streaming stuff like it when it comes to competitive games it's usually it's usually that yeah it's not even fortnite really that much anymore it's that yeah it's that or apex basically yeah well, hopefully it'll be Halo soon, and then we can all just kind of yeah. move along. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of moving along, I know that you're probably excited about this, Jesse. Alan Wake Remastered listing appears with October release date. Uh, the Epic Game Store uh, back-end data suggests, suggested back in June that this remaster was on the way. 
Uh, it seems like a remaster of Alan Wake might be coming next month, according to a new store listing. Back in June, Alan Wake Remastered appeared alongside Final Fantasy VII Remake with Epic Store back-end back, uh, data. Now, a little over two months later, listings for PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and Xbox versions of Alan Wake Remastered have appear- appeared on a Taiwanese store. Uh, not even going to try to pronounce it. <laughs> uh, links on Wario64 posted no longer take you to the Alan Lake Wake remaster listings, but before the links were ca- changed, IGN was able to reach the links and verify uh, that each took you to the listing of the game. Uh, there are screenshots of the box art, so uh, yeah, it really looks like Alan Wake is coming back. Uh, probably to kind of go along with the control Alan Wake Gaverse, whatever they're calling it at this point. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because they've made it clear that they that they really are want to to kind of come back to all that and kinda, you know, move move that continue to move that forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm excited because I I tried playing the original version, um, and it and it's not bad. Like I, I still think it holds up pretty well for considering when it, you know, when it came out. Um, but but yeah, I definitely I'll I'll take a I'll take a remaster any any day of you know of something that I like that's you know older at this point. Yeah. So yeah, I'm yeah. When I seen this, I was like, finally. <laughs> yeah. But you know, you know, like that's the thing though. They had to build. They had to they had to prove themselves yet, you know, because unfortunately, a lot of people just did not pay attention to the stuff that they released when they were making stuff, you know, only for Xbox. Um, You know, they they didn't have too many eyes on them. But now control finally, you know, made people recognize what a force they are in the industry and. And uh, they're finally getting the the attention that they've deserved, in my opinion, you know, since since the beginning or, you know, yeah, I've I've loved all their games. So, yeah, but yeah, now that now that they've got a little bit more attention, it's yeah, I'm glad, glad that they can finally bring some of that that old stuff back and hopefully make it look better and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I really liked Control. I thought the Xbox One version was not great. Uh, I do. I feel like if that game ran at 60 frames a second, which the Ultimate Edition does, which it's on sale right now on Xbox, I might just go ahead and do it and maybe play it again. Uh, Mm -hmm. That game would have been so much better. Like, I just felt like it wasn't fluid enough for what it was trying to do, and I think that that version would probably be better. Uh, but I really liked it. I've never played Alan Wake. This might be, you know, a chance to dive back in. Mm-hmm. Although I'm kind of, I thought Microsoft owned the rights to Alan Wake, the publishing rights, even though Remedy owns Alan Wake, or did they just give it back? I, they, I, I, w- I want to say that Xbox, I think, like, wanted to make good with them and, and yeah. you know, had had no hard feelings about them moving forward at all right. i don't think so i think they honestly gave that because there was there was there's been a couple of games over the years here that that have released on other 
on other consoles and stuff that were originally uh, Microsoft Studio like games, but when they wanted to break off and be on multi multiple consoles, Microsoft had no problem saying, you know what, you can you can have that. You made it. You know we don't want to be that kind of you know company who's going to be you know be doing that because there's the the um i I can't remember what it's called but the one uh game that i played a long time ago where you're you're the brother trying to trying to rescue your your other brother that was taken um and that was a microsoft studio game um but it's on switch and everything now so Hmm. because they they said you you can keep it well, I think I think the same thing is is probably happened with uh, with uh, possibly with Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know for sure. That, well, you know, I know it hasn't been confirmed, but well, Insomniac or place it, they confirmed Insomniac owns the IP of Sunset Overdrive now. Okay, Microsoft owns the publishing rights to the first game. Yeah. But if Sony wanted to make some sort of remaster or remake or whatever of that first game, then yeah. they could, I think, is okay. how that okay. is going to go. But Okay. Um, In other words, Microsoft is is playing nice because they don't, you know, want to create enemies yeah, <laughs> that they I mean, don't need to. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they're do they're do they're making all the right moves, I feel like to be Yeah. And I think we're going to talk about that at at the end of the show as a quick topic at the end. Uh, yeah, I know we've been going kind of long, but I don't care. Uh, we're going to, we are going to move along though. So the last story we're going to talk about tonight is uh mass effect five. Are they calling it mass effect five? I don't know if that's, hmm. this is pure Xbox. Uh, I think they're just calling it the next mass effect at this point. They're probably going to call it mass effect four. I'm assuming, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Mass Effect 5 may use Unreal Engine instead of EA's Frostbite. Everything is on the table. Uh, God, I know. <laughs> I don't even need to read the article. So yeah. for those who don't know, Mass Effect Andromeda was in development for like four or five years. And that whole game was built on Frostbite in 18 months because Frostbite was so hard to use. Uh, that they couldn't do what they wanted to do. Like that game was originally supposed to be like some sort of more exploration style game, like No Man's Sky, where you could fly to different planets and just explore the planets and mm-hmm. find kind of generated. Anthem. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, but the original trilogy and the legendary edition of the trilogy were all built on Unreal. So I think it would be safe to say that going Unreal would be the correct thing, especially because like EA seems to be moving away from everybody must use un- uh, Frostbite all the time, especially because mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, uh, Respawn doesn't use Unreal or doesn't use uh, Frostbite. They yeah, use Frost. they use altered versions of of uh, Source for their shooters right which is the valve engine uh yeah and then for jedi fallen order they used unreal 4 so yeah i i feel like they're like they understand that they need to make this right 
you know, I feel like Mass Effect is almost in a Halo type situation where like Mm. this, this IP is too important to mess up. And if it's not at least great, if it's, if it's Mm -hmm. not scoring nines, then you might as well just put Mass Effect away for a while. Cause, uh, you have to get this right. Um, yeah, there's too many eyes on it and, and they've messed up too many times and you know they they have they haven't even well I guess unless you want to include the uh, the um, the trilogy or whatever the the well technically is it just the trilogy that they released in the in that it's, collection or yeah, is Andromeda it, no, in that as well? It's just okay. the original trilogy. Yeah, um. yeah. Like unless you want to include that, they haven't really had a win in a while or you know made it was good their on first anything. win in a while because like <laughs> dragon or dragon age inquisition was really mixed you know i think yeah. i think a lot of people enjoyed it but it wasn't like amazing you know yeah and then they had andromeda which was not received well i didn't mind it i didn't finish it but i didn't mind what i played of it i also played it six months after it came out so all the patches were implemented and stuff Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't really know what it was like at launch. Anthem was not received well, obviously. Uh, rip javelins for hire. <laughs> Remember when we tried that show? Yeah, yeah. Man. I mean, and yeah, <laughs> who knows? Yeah, had had Anthem like been a great game and like still been going and stuff, <laughs> yeah. we would have had more harder decisions to make. So maybe it was meant to be. Yeah, <laughs> it was meant to be for our sake too of time (laughs) that show before that before anthem came out that show actually did pretty decent numbers because we started two or three weeks before anthem came out yeah yeah we were yeah like looking into everything that there was lore and and then i had like i'd gotten all those comic books and (laughs) no jesse was extra invested in anthem yeah yeah uh don't, to yeah. be fair, Anthem was a cool idea, and it was really yeah. fun to play yeah. with friends. But, like, it really had this, like, we had a good idea, but we didn't execute on it. And now it's yeah. just, here it is. So Yeah. Now it's, yeah, they gave up on it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I I did rewatch the uh, teaser for the next Mass Effect and it does have me excited. It does have me excited to play more Mass Effect to the point where I actually I bought the Legendary Edition, but I never finished it or I never started it. I should say, I just I, I intended to, and then I just got so sidetracked with a thousand other things that I never started it. But I did download that and Mass Effect Andromeda to play at some point. Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe some point. <laughs> and and I I'm so out of the loop and don't like I mean I I sure I know little bits and pieces about the lore and stuff, but I'm so out of the loop that I've I've basically just said I I've just uh, like come to terms with the fact that I probably just will never experience it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I yeah, but those games are those to, games are. Those games are really short. Like you could play all are three yeah. of the games in the length it takes you to play a regular RPG these days. Like mm-hmm. I think the first one is only about fifteen to twenty hours. If you like, you know, if you want to do everything, it's probably closer to twenty-five. But 
okay. the second one second one's not very long at all either i think it's i think it's only about i think each game's only about 20 hours hmm. which is kind of short okay. for an rpg especially the second the second and third game are basically they're basically third person shooters with skill trees is all they are really okay I think you would yeah, really maybe. I, I think you would really like Mass Effect two and three, Jesse. Yeah. Well, you know this. This is this was the other thought is eventually that that collection I'm guessing will be on. It'll be on Game, on Pass, Game and Pass by like next spring or something. I'm sure. They'll. Yeah. I'm like. I wonder if they'll just replace the originals that are on Game Game Pass right now and just have that eventually. Yeah. Instead of the originals, I don't know. They, I mean wouldn't surprise me so we'll see we'll see i'm i'm always looking forward to more mass effect and uh we're gonna get it so well well you know and that's the thing too like even though i'm it may not be something that i'm i'm as interested in as you or or definitely stoy you Hmm. know who who was obsessed with that like I, I want it to be good though, for the sake of everyone who is interested in it, mm-hmm. and you know, and be that maybe thing that pushes me over that says, okay, you have to experience this, this stuff, you know. So yeah, so yeah, I mean, um, hope it's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So we're gonna, we're gonna. I don't think there's anything interesting coming to Game Pass. Uh, let me look it up real quick. I just I was going to skip the section, but then I didn't really. So. There's All right, so I have the list pulled up here. Here's okay. all the games coming soon to Game Pass. Uh, Craftopia. Final Fantasy 13 is a big one. I, I, I'm a defender of that game. I really like that game a lot. Yeah, and those are actually, both of those are already on it. So. Yeah, what, 10 and 12? 10, 10, 2, and 12 are on there now. 13 is on there already, yeah. too. Yeah, these yeah, are all listed for September 2nd. So these are, yeah. most of these will be on there by the time this episode comes out. Um, Signs of, of so, Sojourner, uh, Surgeon Simulator 2, uh, Crown Trick, <laughs> Breathe Edge. Gosh, this just sounds like sometimes people just merge <laughs> words together. Uh, yeah. Nuclear Throne, which I know a lot of people really like. Uh, the Artful Escape. I Am Fish. Skatebird. So Skatebird is is Skatebird. the one game that everybody seems really high on. Uh, Aragami 2, which I know a lot of people kind of like that first game. Sable is that Zelda-like uh, that a lot of people have a, you know, really, really want to uh, hope. I hope that's good because I know a lot of people really have a thing for that game yeah with the sepia yeah sepia tone kind of mm-hmm. like a really cool interesting like yeah like i had played that the beta and you know it was a beta so it, it's gonna have issues mm-hmm. and and i there's definitely was a lot a lot of potential there yeah um it was very interesting game for sure yeah uh lemnus gate is coming and then astria ascending uh, which was uh, a, it's like a side-scrolling RPG. So that's that's what's coming to Game Pass this month. Uh, we'll probably start maybe next week. We'll just go week to week and, and kind of say what's coming within the week. 
leaving Game Pass soon. Uh, Red Dead Online is leaving. Company of Heroes 2 is leaving. Disgaea 4. Uh, those are both PC games. Uh, Forza Motorsport 7 is leaving. So and also leaving the store at the end of the month. And it's the the uh, I think it's the Ultimate Edition is on sale for like 20 bucks. So if you want some Forza Motorsport 7, better get it now. Although I think they're just gearing up for the Forza Motorsport kind of service game coming. So remember a lot of these licenses for these cars and stuff expire after a certain amount of time so they usually do leave the store i remember forza motors or forza horizon 3 actually just recently left the store right so yeah uh hotshot racing is leaving dark crystal age of resistance tactics is leaving and uh throne breaker the witcher tales the card game is also leaving game pass soon so if you want to play them, better go play them soon. Jesse, let's get into our topic of the week. Uh, <laughs> so this week, Sony, when they announced the different editions of Horizon uh, Forbidden West, which is their big February game, they announced that two or three of the editions would not be granting dual entitlement, which means if you bought it on PlayStation 4, you could not get the free upgrade to PlayStation 5. And then if you bought the PlayStation 5 version, you did not get the backwards version, so you wouldn't get the PS4 version. And this is the biggest game that I've seen people get upset about because Sony's kind of flip-flopped on this a lot of t- a lot recently. Uh mm-hmm. Well, not recently, I guess within the last year. Uh, yeah. Because, like, you could get, if you bought the ultimate version of uh, Miles Morales, uh, you you got the PS5 versions of, you know, Spider-Man Remastered and then Miles Morales. Uh, with Ghost of Tsushima, you could pay $10 for an upgrade. Uh, stuff like that, right? Where, mm-hmm. okay, well, you have to pay for the upgrade, whatever. Horizon was the first game where they weren't even allowing an upgrade path for that. Mm-hmm. You had to straight up buy the game again. Well, they, yeah, they said, yeah, they said that they were going to, that you were going to get a free copy of it, you know, a long time ago, but yeah, then they all of a sudden they changed their mind. Yeah. And they, they kind of walk, they walked that back this week in a blog post, but I just want to talk about like how, Xbox, everybody kind of made fun of the term smart delivery and kind of some of the things that Xbox was doing at the beginning, but it just seems like it really seems like everything Xbox is doing just is working. And a lot of people are getting frustrated at Sony that they're not doing a similar thing or the same thing, you know, and, and I want to know what, what your thoughts are on that are because like Xbox has been doing a lot of stuff with, you know, between smart delivery and game pass and, uh, or you buy this game, you just own it. You can play it on PC. You can play it on Xbox, whatever. Right. And Mm -hmm. Sony has kind of been the complete opposite and Nintendo has been the complete opposite. Uh, you know, Nintendo kind of being the (laughs) standout outlier of like, Oh, well, you bought this game on Wii U. Well, you get to buy it again on Switch for $10. Like, you know, 
Yeah. Uh, I remember when Donkey Kong Cho- uh, Country Tropical Freeze came out, and it was $50 on Wii U. And then when they announced it for Switch, it was $60. Yeah. But at that point, it had dropped to like the Nintendo Selects line, and it was $20 on the Wii U. <laughs> and people were pointing that out to the point <laughs> where Nintendo just removed it from the Wii U eShop for a while. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, you got a different outfit that she could wear in the new one. Yeah. Or whatever, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I... Yeah, you know, like, I've... I've been I've been outspoken in, you know, about Nintendo things, like, choices they've made and, and you know, things even within the last year that Sony has made. And, and I've been you know upset with some of the things that xbox has done in the past i wasn't i didn't always you know voice them because frankly that's all i would hear in my ear all the time no matter where you go is you know everyone just pointing out every single reason why why they think xbox is the worst so i really didn't have to say anything because everyone else was and and that's fine because you know ultimately that's why we're in a better place now is because people were outspoken about it but as far as like the the question stuff goes like my answer for that is honestly i think i think that a a lot of the success of the things that we're seeing and these you know smart delivery and stuff like that I honestly think a lot of that is coming from the fact that Microsoft has this team, you know, dealing with backwards compatibility and, you know, and they're, they're focusing on, on that system. And like, I mean, like it's like, honestly, that, that part of Microsoft alone is a masterpiece of just the fact that that it works so well that you can just play a regular Xbox game or you can just play a regular 360 game and they'll look better than they did on the original consoles. Mm -hmm. And they didn't really have to do any work to make that happen. Like, I think, I think a lot of that is just because that they've, they've focused on doing stuff in this system where, where things just, are kind of built to to be able to just work and like have have a system where where it, it can recognize things and and it can you know like it just makes it very easy for things to be able to to know like when you put a game in in the xbox it if you have a series x well then it's going to download the series x version of that game or whatever like I think I think a lot of that can go back to that like just the way that they've kind of been working on trying to make the backwards compatibility stuff work and I mean look at you know like how how long did it take for people to be able to change their screen name on on PlayStation like they they just haven't there's been no no like you know, like vision for for the long term in some of those kinds of things like that, and I think the lack of the backwards compatibility through through PlayStation and and it being really only from the last generation, like there and even then, it, you know, it's tedious to do. I think it's just their system 
like ultimately they needed to have a different focus on the way they built their their uh like how things work and how it how it reads things and you know and i think it's just microsoft did a better job of that part and and it just shows on how in how easy a lot of you know games just kind of work you know for the new consoles and like the smart delivery stuff just works because it's it's just very well done and I and I do think that a lot of that is con, you know contribution to to them really working on on making a system that can just figure all these things out you yeah know? and and it's just just works like it's it, it's very user friendly right like it's yeah. just very like you know a lot of people were like kind of complaining that oh the user interface on the Xbox Series X is the same as the Xbox One but to me, I like that because I was already familiar with everything. You know, I was already familiar with how to work the store, how to, you know, find things, how to find my games and apps, all that kind of stuff. Didn't really have any major hiccups at all. And, like, I still hear people complaining about the PlayStation 5 user interface, how hard the store is to navigate, how hard it is to even look at trophies, and you know, and like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I just go to my achievements tabs on Xbox and, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it just, it just works, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm not saying that Xbox's user interface isn't going to change probably with Windows 11, right? They're going to probably mm-hmm. try to you know, synergize the user experience across the platforms, but, um, it just works, you know, even when you're playing on cloud, like I've been playing a lot of stuff on cloud recently and like, it's generally the same experience that you're going to have on an Xbox, you know, mm-hmm. it just works. It just works. I go to xbox.com slash play, plug in my controller on my laptop or hook it up to my phone. And I just hopped into destiny and did some strikes and did my gunsmith bounties earlier today on my, <laughs> on the cloud while we were watching something with my kid. And it's like, well, it just works all this mm-hmm. stuff, how crazy it is that it just, just works. And, uh, I think I personally, I think Sony's going the wrong way about it, especially cause like they're still technically the market leader and, even first party games like third party games you know xbox still has their issues with third party games you know some some companies are working with them like ubisoft is working with them to do the cross generational stuff and ea has kind of walked back their stuff and and you know it mm-hmm. just it just depends activision has not done anything <laughs> you know mm-hmm. but uh you know overall first party stuff has just been a breeze to to play right like moving from xbox one to series x has just been really easy Mm -hmm. Uh, but like sony as the market leader i think should be doing the same thing with their first party stuff like i i think if you know for the most part some of their playstation 4 games like older ones they've been generous enough to like patch on playstation 5 where they run better like Horizon uh, Zero Dawn now runs at 60 frames on PlayStation instead of 30. Uh, God of War runs better. Ghost of Tsushima got a PlayStation 5 patch, even though they're selling a PlayStation 5 native version now. Uh, So, like, they've done some work to make their 
PlayStation 4 games run a little bit better, but like overall, I think they should be looking at Microsoft and maybe adjusting their plan to try to do the same thing. You know, I know that mm-hmm. I know that cross-generation stuff isn't going to really matter much longer, but when you're launching a console, it should be an easy decision to be like, okay, well, my old games are going to work. They're probably going to work better. They might look a little bit nicer. You know, I should be able to play my old games on this console and I should be able to get the bet. I mean, Microsoft's whole thing is I'm going to get the best version of this game, depending on the platform I'm playing on, you know, mm-hmm. where, whether you're playing, you know, what was, what was the big game at launch for, for Xbox, I guess, gears tactics, mm-hmm. whether I'm playing on the X cloud beta or an Xbox one or PC or a series X or a series S I'm going to get the optimized version of this game, depending on the platform I'm playing on. Mm-hmm. And for Sony, that has been a problem. It's been a headache for a lot of people, even the PlayStation five native versions of games, whether they're cross gen or not have been headaches, right? Like I've heard stories of people wanting to play, uh, what was that game that came out? House marks game returnal. Oh yeah. Just straight up crashing consoles or like not even loading, you know? And I, I think that that's, that's a problem. I think that, I think that these consoles personally, I think these consoles came out a year too early. I think they should have waited. Although I think Xbox is more success of getting these consoles in people's hands and, you know, optimized and, and, you know, running well. I still think PlayStation is still having problems and that sucks for people who want PlayStations, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think, I think part of the thing is, is, you know, like, you you know, like to go back to something you had, you had brought up is, you know, a lot of people were like, Oh, they're, they're not even going to change the UI look of the new Xbox. Like, you know, they basically said that this was just going to be the new, the new model of that that you know of that thing it's not like they you know like they 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 were smart they spent that time that they would have wasted on trying to come up with some pointless new us or ui that they create just so you can say it looks different and you know be be annoyed with it until they can you know optimize it and you know because every single year doesn't matter what console it is that when they change the UI, it always sucks. It never has all the things that you want it to do. And it takes about five years for it finally to get to the point of where you like it. You know, mm-hmm. so like and by the time it gets to the time? point where you like it, it's like, oh, the new console's coming out. So like, yeah, why I waste that time. I, I like PlayStation. You know, I do plan yeah. on getting a PlayStation 5 when they design the console to be smaller (laughs) uh (laughs) no i'm just kidding i it's really hard for me to recommend a playstation over xbox right now you know unless you're like in the games that i would recommend for playstation if you have a playstation 4 you might as well just play them there Mm -hmm. i don't really feel like anybody is missing anything by not having a playstation 5 right now unless you want unless you just want one right like, mm-hmm. I mean, it, to be fair, like, 
it's it's kind of hard to recommend an Xbox Series X right now, except for like Halo's coming out, you know. Yeah. Uh, but like, it is hard for me to recommend an Xbox Series console. It's easier for me to recommend Xbox as an ecosystem, right? Yeah. Because of Game Pass and smart delivery, or hey, if you buy this game on your, if you have an Xbox One and you buy this game now, or if you have a PC and you buy this game now and you get one an Xbox Series box later you buy it now you'll just be able to get the best version of it later you know yeah and uh, or just don't buy it don't buy it now wait and buy it later right now just play the series x version of it through x cloud on your xbox one you know? yeah like, i mean even that's coming out really too to. yeah <laughs> and, you know and and i think i think that's i think xbox has done a lot of positive things you know, I mean, we've been talking about it for years at this point where mm-hmm. it takes a long time to turn the ship around, but fi- they've finally done it within the last, I would say, two years. They've really started nailing it, you know, with yeah, probably starting with the release of Gears 5, which was an awesome game. And then last year we talked about all the awesome games, Ori, Battletoads, you know, maybe not like super AAA games, but a lot of mm-hmm. releases last year. Yeah, a Us. lot of reasons to have Game Pass, yeah. like in general, like yeah. to be in their in their ecosystem and have Game Pass. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's been the best, you know, thing you can get with your money, hands down. Mm-hmm. For yeah, for for years now. Yeah, and to this point, it's like, well, Game Pass is the platform. It's the box that you play it on. You know, is mm-hmm. like. Yeah, if you yeah. Ha- if you play it on this box, you're gonna have a better experience. If you play it on PC, you're gonna have a- this kind of experience. If you play it on cloud, mm-hmm. you're gonna have this experience. You know, it's like Game Pass is really hard to not recommend, right? Like Game yeah. Pass is an amazing deal. It's a- like even if it was twenty bucks a month, right? Like it's still a great yeah. deal. It's still yeah. one third of a game. You know, uh, yeah. then you like I counted I counted the games on the Xbox version of Game Pass like maybe two weeks ago, there's almost 500 games on Game Pass Ultimate. Yeah. 500 games for $15 a month. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And they're not small games either. They're big yeah. games. You got you have EA's back catalog. You have Destiny. You have all of Bethesda's games. You have all of Microsoft's first-party games. You have a ton of great indie stuff. You have games like yeah. The Witcher. Like, there's Yakuza. All the Yakuza games are on there. Kingdom Hearts 3 is on there if you want it. Dragon Quest is on there. A bunch of Final Fantasy games on there. Like, they're not small games either. They're huge, AAA, big-budget games that you should probably check out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and people like to say, well, those are old games or blah, blah, blah. But the truth the truth of the matter is, is every, every day some kid or someone is is getting a little bit older and they they want to experience something that was out possibly before they were born or before they were old enough to play mm-hmm. you know even remotely c- close to playing something like those games i mean there's still a lot of that stuff that's older that i go back and i play that i just never got around to i mean yeah like I mean, that's the thing is it it does not matter when those games came out just the fact that they're good games they're on it 
and I can while while no games are coming out for a lot of you know a lot of the other systems or whatever, like there's stuff there to pad the time in between releases that you can do. Well, there even, is never nothing to to play. I mean, you even look at you look at the day one stuff on Game Pass this year alone, right? It's the three three huge games this year: Outriders, MLB The Show, and Back for Blood are all day one Game Pass games. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and there's and there's been a lot of amazing, like indie games and and third party games and stuff in between there as well that have come, you know, come to the the console, you know, a lot of it through through other things as well. Like I mean, that are now first party games because they, you know, Microsoft bought those those companies. But I mean, there's just so much. Though, especially like the indie games, there's a lot of great indie games that I've played. Yeah, you know the uh, on there. Yeah, like uh, what's the game we just talked about? Sable is a day one. Yeah, like that's gonna be a huge game for them. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah, and um, yeah, there's and there's still a lot of those really good third party games that are Hades. coming out this year. Or, or you know, very early next year. Yeah. You know. So. Hades, Hades is another great day one Game Pass game. Uh, I'm just kind of looking through this list right now. Yeah. Mech Warrior well, 5 was a huge Game Pass game. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, and like kind of like, you know, so what the what we were talking about a little bit to bring kind of back somewhat to what we were talking about. You know, there's there's just a lot of a, a lot of things that that Microsoft made the the choice to not waste the time on doing for this new console, and they felt like putting that energy in that, and even like on on like a hardware, you know, a hardware level, you know, yes, Sony has the better, faster reading hard drive, but. The Series yeah. X is really isn't that slow. Well, either. the thing the thing is too is like a lot of what I've heard a little bit on podcasts. Now I don't know if it's like some sort of biased podcast or not. Like, but a lot of people are saying that since Sony's hard drive is so custom made for them, yeah, like it's kind of like two or three generations ahead of where standard SSDs are right now, and yeah. like you know even like one or two steps ahead of microsoft's ssd that like yeah potentially not now not like hand over fist or anything but potentially it could be a similar situation to what the playstation 3 had with the cell processor and like since the hard drives are built different game like third-party games specifically might be more optimized for the xbox hard drive because it's easier to develop for yeah uh, because it doesn't have the uh, different speeds that it like because the PlayStation One is like uh, I'm not a tech guy, but I know that like it it can read uh, things faster depending on what game it is or like how they mm-hmm. optimize the game for the hard drive. Uh, yeah, like how the files are allocated. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not sure what they're gonna be doing, but like you know, they said they could potentially have that problem based on how the hard drive even works. Yeah. So, which I don't yeah, know. I mean, that's just a. I mean, it's very, and that's very possible. And like you know, like I, like I said, I, I, 
I am not like disputing that that their hard drive, you know, isn't, you know, isn't, you know, much better or whatever. But like, you know, like that that was the path that they took, and you know, Microsoft's path that they took, it may not be, you know, the best when comparing the hard drives, but you know, going the whole AI route, you know, that's something that the PS5 just doesn't have. Mm-hmm. Like they don't have that that whole AI learning stuff built into theirs. And so like that's that's really helped with with making these games run and look better without having to do any work, you know, like so they they both kind of chose their own ways to go about building their hardware, which is always fun in my opinion. Like I I like that when when we get differences in, like true differences in the consoles that actually you know can be be seen you know in in play or in when it's doing what it does that it shows off you know why it's different but it you know the path that microsoft took has just paid off very early you know mm-hmm. like it's paid off for them instantly whereas with the 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 route that playstation has taken has gotten people excited and stuff like that but you know it's just recently that you can finally start putting your own hard drives in them mm-hmm. for more storage it's, yeah and those hard you know, drives like, and they like those hard drives are like really expensive too <laughs> yeah so it's you know like i think it just comes down to like microsoft really just made the right choices in focusing on what they wanted to do and obviously their their you know their uh smart delivery is just like they they made good choices when trying to you know figure out how they want that to work and and it just i just don't think you know like from sony kind of coming out and saying yeah we want to you know be where we want to be about generations and making people think that they just were going to completely just cut themselves off from the the ps4 mm-hmm. it almost makes you wonder well how much did they really want to go that route right. and you know is is that what ended up biting them in the butt when it came to to this cross-generation stuff Right. You know, is that is that why it's so much more difficult to work for them? Because they they really were planning on just completely, you know, leaving the PS4 behind. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, I you know, like that's the thing is we will, we'll never know unless someone comes out and says. But but I mean, it it just feels like yeah, like there was choices made. And, you know, some of the choices that Sony made were good for them and will probably pay off in the long run. But I feel like Xbox had to make decisions that needed to pay off as soon as possible because they needed to. Yeah. You know, they needed to make changes and they needed to happen quickly. Yeah. And it's it's kind of weird because like each like side said, you know, Xbox said they were going to support Xbox one up you know, after Xbox series X launched and then PlayStation said they were pretty much cutting off the PlayStation four, but it's actually almost been the complete opposite where like halo is, you know, flight simulator didn't come out on Xbox one and halo infinite 
was supposed to come out mm-hmm. last year, but is the last Xbox One game for all intents and purposes, right? And like, yeah, you know, I know you're, they're going to support through xCloud and yeah. uh, all that stuff, but like they kind of switch both switched around what they were saying, you know, and it's just yeah. kind of fascinating how Xbox kind of did it right. And Sony kind of seems to have stumbled, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I, and I think that's probably, you know, like too, like they, obviously they didn't want to say too much because they they wanted to keep a lot of that kind of secret, but they ultimately, yeah, like literally moving forward, anything that they ever release will technically be able to be played through X cloud on your, mm-hmm. you, you literally will never have to buy another Xbox if you wanted to again. Yeah. Like, the, like, like a casual <laughs> player could go buy like an, xbox one s or whatever somewhere and just yeah. download the x cloud app and just like say okay i guess guess i'll play you know flight simulator on this now yeah you know which is yeah. cool you know like i mean I, th- yeah. I think that's really cool and i think that's really smart to mm-hmm. grab people and say hey you can still play all these games you know you, it requires the internet and you have to you know sign up for this service or whatever but it's still like you can still come in and play our games and we want you here and this is how it's going to work. It's cool. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, like now you don't have to worry as much about that space, you know, that you have to save games on right. while, while those memory card things are still expensive, you know, like, yeah, they've already come down though. I've seen them for like yeah. 180 bucks now when they launched at what? two thirty, I think is what they launched at. Yeah. So, yeah, I see them now in the stores, like, Walmart and stuff still sells them for about two nineteen. Yeah. Um, so, but I'm really glad I got that though, when because like <laughs> I, my Series S dude, like I had I had Outriders, Destiny two, and Master Chief Collection, and I couldn't get anything else on there. I was like, oh man, good thing this thing just. <laughs> <laughs> huh. yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's you know, and the, and let's be honest, like those those little memory card, the little like memory card like things, they're so cool looking. I know it's just so neat. I almost want like, another one just to like, because they're cool looking, <laughs> yeah. not because yeah. I'm gonna use it or anything. Because like my Series X, I feel like okay, this has enough space on it, I can manage one terabyte of games, especially because they're like starting to get smaller now, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the series S man, I just I'm so glad I got it because I'm like, well, I'll just put all the multiplayer games I play on here, and if I'm streaming or recording something, I'll pop it into the series S, and if I want to play on my TV, I'll just pop it into the series X, and like, you know, I don't know, I I have a system where like the games I plan on streaming or playing with friends and stuff, and recording stuff, I have on this on the memory stick, and then games i just play to relax and stuff i have on my series x hard drive just like okay well destiny is going to be on any hard drive i have halo is going to be on any hard drive i have you know oh this single player game i want to check out i'll just download it here and play it here and chill you know (laughs) so yeah yeah that's kind of what i've i well i've just like it's made me you know like think about the games that i that i want to download or buy even you know like okay well you have you, you know, are you going to actually play this game? Like, should I even bother, you know, download? And so, like, I really will only download the games that I know I'm absolutely going to play now, which has gotten me to, you know, 
to try to finish games too more so yeah it's definitely had me thinking about playing games longer because mm-hmm. of how much space it takes up to download it or how much time and it's like well if i have it here i might as well play it you know yeah so all right jesse i think uh i think think that was a good you know transition episode i think it was good i think it was mm-hmm. fun i enjoyed it um but we're yeah. gonna get out of here because it's been two hours and 12 minutes so <laughs> so perfect time uh, i want to thank everybody for watching and or listening you can catch arsenal x every tuesday morning on your podcast service of choice if you listen on itunes leave us a five-star rating and a nice review to help with discoverability it's really nice of you to do that you can follow us at boss rush network and find us on bossrush.net as well subscribe to our youtube channel you can watch us there as well jesse where can we find you you can find me almost everywhere as Phantom NXS, including PlayStation. <laughs> uh, you can find me at I am Corey in HD on Twitter. You can find me hosting Tower Casuals, the Destiny podcast as well. Uh, I, th- I think that's it. Did I miss anything? Um, oh, we'll be returning to live shows on twitch.tv slash Boss Rush Network next week. Uh, on Sunday nights. So if you want to watch us live and be part of the show in the chat, you can check us out there as well. Uh, Stoy's not here, but you can follow EXP Cast as well, his podcast. Uh, I'm sure they would appreciate another listen or two. So check mm-hmm. it out. And uh, thank you so much for watching. And we will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.